This podcast is brought to you by, by, by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets. Welcome everybody to the second season of the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. My name is Nati Mkakyo. Thank you for choosing this podcast as your podcast of choice. We are very excited about this new season and all the more excited about the guests and topics we'll be covering this season. I hope you're able to take inspiration and learn as much as you can from the activists, the innovators, academics and other people in the civic tech world who will be featured on the podcast. The objective of the podcast is to really let you in on some great civic tech projects, some great initiatives and ideas from across the continent, while also introducing you to some interesting faces and voices working on civic tech initiatives on the African continent. We're very fortunate that there are so many projects from across the continent and we get to know the people behind all these projects. I would urge you to visit civictech.africa to see some of these projects. And if you're an innovator, please check out the episode description to see where you can submit your initiative and connect with the rest of the civic tech community. Uh, so we're changing things up a little bit this season, starting with this episode. We'll be occasionally featuring guest co-hosts who will be helping us have the right conversations and even ask the right questions. Today's uh, co-host is Melissa Zisangwe, who is the program officer at uh, the Civic Tech Innovation Network. And I'm so happy to have her here as our first co-host. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Nati. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Yeah, I'm very excited to be part of this podcast because we're talking about a, a very exciting thing that we're doing at CTIM this September. This is our first episode. You and I, we are crawling through this episode as our very first uh, podcast and it's as exciting as I think it will be. Joining us for today's episode is Gashika Ruri Sepina, who is the national organizer at the Civic Tech Innovation Network and our boss now. Today she'll be joining us in introducing the new season and also to talk about the upcoming Civic Tech Innovation Forum. Before we go to Gashi, let's start with Mel, who's my co-host of course, and, and talk a little bit about CTIN's work and, and why it's so significant uh, for the African continent. CTIN was basically established in 2018. Basically, as a response to the challenges and any issues happening in the civic tech innovation space in South Africa originally. And we were looking to support and grow the impact of these civic innovators in South Africa. Sort of the interest grew from other African innovators who wanted to join the community. And now we are like a pan-African community of practice for the people that are innovating for African problems. And now we have activities, including our database, which has over 180 civic tech innovations in Africa, just to show what Africans are doing, because Africans are not just sitting around and waiting for someone to fix their problem. So if you go to our website, you will see it, it's a platform where you can actually see what's happening in Africa in terms of African civic tech. So I guess the significance is that we are a platform that is about enabling knowledge sharing between civic tech innovators so that people can stop uh, recreating avoidable mistakes to share issues and, you know, just pick each other's brain in their peers. You know, we're just trying to be a body of shared knowledge, but also so people can inform each other in the community. We have this upcoming conference that Geshe is going to tell us a little more about. But yeah, that's basically what CTIN is about right now. Yeah. Right, speak of Geshi. Hi, Geshi. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Nati, and uh, good afternoon, Melissa. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So we are here to talk about the upcoming CTIF uh, virtual conference, as uh, Melissa ha- has alluded to, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I-, I want to first talk about you and some of your own curiosities. And you are an urbanist uh, with a background in tech, urban planning and architecture, and future studies. And would you say this this mixed bag 
uh, prepared you for the current role that you play uh, at CTIN? You know, the CTIN is really a community of practice and it's a community of people who care, I think, and feel deeply about a range, a wide range of social issues and public issues. Um, and somehow combine that with you know, ideas or innovations around the use of whether it's data or technology or of any kind could be gadgets. And I think my mixed bag of a background really came from a journey very much initiated in science and tech and innovation, uh, but driven by curiosity and also uh, having grown up in Kenya, which is where I was born. Uh, coming from that sort of a background, I think I really constantly was seeking ways to connect this technical interest uh, with my lived experience, with my social life, with family, with the things I had grown up seeing around me. So I think that's what that mixed bag of a background has to do with. And I think it ironically is probably very much what many people in the civic tech community also try to combine is the social with the technical uh, and with this idea and orientation to problem solving. We are going to go quite in, in detail about the CTIF, but could you just tell us briefly about the, the conference and, and, and what it seeks to do? You know, CTIN, as Melissa introduced it, you know, we're a community that's not obviously co-located. You know, we're not in one building or one city or even one country. And that does mean that, you know, while virtual communities have many strengths, uh, one of the strengths they don't have is just connection between people, you know, really having that face-to-face time, having the ability to learn from others beyond your own little domain uh, and field, uh, but also beyond your geography. And yet there are people, for example, dealing with gender issues across the continent or governance issues across the continent. So the idea of the CTIF, uh, which stands for the Civic Tech Innovation Forum, has always been to create that, that space for connection, for learning together, for inspiring each other. So when we say we're a community of practice, the forum really is about creating that space where the community part of that can happen and obviously practice is what connects us. So we've tried to make an annual event of it and we've done it more or less regularly over the past three years. So this would be the third generation of our CTIF as we did last year, done this in concert with uh, our partner, the Journalism and Media Innovation Lab, the so-called JAM Lab. Uh, and so it'll be about civic tech innovation, but also about innovations in journalism and media, which Uh, There are some nice, interesting overlaps between. So what you can expect or what we're trying to do is to create space to connect. It's really what it's about. I mean, could you reflect on some of the takeaways from some of the previous CTIFs um, that we've had uh, in the last couple of years? How many many have we had until, until just now? You know, that sounds like a simple question, Nati, and then it, it's actually curiously uh, a weird one. So we had yeah. a CTIF <laughs> two years ago, and that was very clear. It was a live event at Timolokong, and it was lovely. That was my first uh, experience with the CTIF. Mm-hmm. Last year, uh, because COVID, uh, as we can all now say, uh, was a really weird year. Uh, so we kind of had, I would say, a half conference because uh, we were meant to have the conference around, I think it was March, April. But then due to COVID, we suddenly had to, you know, cancel flights and cancel everything. But we were able to pivot quite quickly and do a short uh, webinar-based kind of program. Uh, but we picked it up again later in the year and had and participated in something called the Urban Festival uh, that was held in October. And that was just part of a bigger partnership, but holding some of the kinds of events that we had wanted to hold earlier in the year, but now virtually, but also as part of a bigger community. So if I count last year as one, this would be the third one this year. Right, right, right. It was be my first official one outside of the Urban Festival, of course. Uh, so I'm also excited to be part of that. Mel, are you still, are you there? Yeah, I'm um, here. Um, maybe let me just 
pose the question to Geshi because it's quite interesting getting into the nitty gritties of CTIF. Uh, maybe we can get into the theme of this year. Uh, you chose DIY Africa. Why did you decide to choose this theme for the, for the conference? What does it mean for the conference itself and for anyone who's actually looking at to attend this conference? Thanks. Thanks for that, Melissa. So DIY, do it yourself. Uh, and DIY is kind of a very popular movement. Uh, there are countries where it's almost like a thing. That if you want to have something fixed at your house, you know, you fix your own car, you fix your own machines, you fix your own anything. But it also, in a way, has translated into bigger kind of almost activist movements around this idea of being, uh, if you want a tinkerer like the makers or being more self-sufficient and really using your own hands, your ideas, your energies uh, to actually craft things, to get involved in doing things. For us, the significance of this is, uh, you know, in addition to COVID and maybe even prior to COVID, there's a lot of need, I would say, all of all around the world. But in Africa in particular, I think we can talk about uh, the many gaps we see in our communities, whether it's in terms of service delivery, whether it's in terms of forms of governance that don't feel like they're up to scratch, uh, whether it's in terms of seeing things in the education system that you feel could be done better. You know, there are just so many places where we feel that the system isn't quite working adequately for everybody. For us, this idea of DIY is about saying, well, you can sit around continuing to wait, uh, you know, so that the popular song in Africa is, you know, crying and waiting for good leaders or good governance type of thing. Or you can go ahead and do it yourself. You're not necessarily waiting for people from the north to come and save you. You're not waiting for leaders to come and save you. But really this idea of communities, but also individuals, young people feeling empowered and feeling they have the agency to get on and do it themselves. So this sounded like a, a resounding and sort of sensible theme. Uh, in a space of civic tech where we are talking to largely uh, young or youngish people. I, I'm in the youngish group myself. I think uh, the two of you might be in the young group. Um, <laughs> but uh, really speaking to them, people who are innovators, people who actually have ideas, people who have the energy to really get involved in doing things, to say, well, DIY Africa, don't wait for somebody else from elsewhere. Don't wait for somebody else in your country or community. Right. But what is it that you can do to engage and use your own agency? And now with tech, which has really democratized uh, access in, in many ways, not fully. So there are obviously still uh, issues and some barriers to access. But by and large, you know, in Africa, we have a ton of cell phones. Um, we have cyber cafes. Data has become much more available than it used to. So if you had to think about the idea of DIY, and if as Africa, we weren't waiting for anybody else to solve our problems, you know, what could we do? What, what could we come up with? How creative can we be? How can we use our agency? So that's the energy, Melissa. That's what we're going for and inviting people to just uh, uh, use that as a lens for thinking about what civic tech can really bring into society. Awesome. Uh, I would just like to add a little bit to what Geshe has just said about inviting people to this space. Uh, part of CTRF this year will be a virtual expo on DIY Africa, essentially, uh, where we are showcasing African innovations in the media and in the civic tech section. So, you know, come join us. Come join all these innovators and we'll even have hangouts with them after each day just so you can engage with them. Just putting this out there in case you're interested in seeing and in engaging with other innovators. Um, my next question, right back to you, Geshe, again. Who should attend CTIF and why should anyone want to attend CTIF? Okay, so let's start with the second one because that's a fun <laughs> one. So why should anybody want to attend? You know, we're in a space where I would almost even say ad nauseum 
we hear about tech, right? I mean, like, where do you go these days? And you're not hearing people talk about tech well, and innovation. Four IR, there you go, Nati. Uh-huh, so you know, uh-huh. you know, you know the words. The buzzword, yes. <laughs> the buzzwords, exactly. And I think, and I think what often confounds people is that we use these terms and you can run around, you know, Googling or whatever, trying to see so that you can participate in the conversation. You know, it's almost like being in a space and not knowing anything about rugby or cricket. So you're kind of left out if you can't, can't be involved. I think people should want to attend because it's real. Uh, so digital transformation, the changes that are around us, things that are possible that never used to be possible before, new things that are coming up every day. Uh, And for me, they're not good or bad. So I'm not here to evangelize about the virtues of tech. But I'm just saying that anybody who hears these things and whether or not you're involved in them, by the way, because even people who are in tech, there's so much change that every now and then you hear about somebody who did something that you didn't even realize somebody had done that. Or you have a cool idea and you're thinking it's really interesting until you find out that it's been done, uh, maybe even better than you were thinking about it by somebody else while you were thinking about it. So the change is so fast. There's such interesting things that are happening. The community idea is about saying, guys, let's not reinvent the wheel because we're here in this open space, in this collaborative space, in this co-creative space. Uh, so you should come if you just want to know what's going on out there and what all of this buzz is about. You should come if you are creating uh, and innovating in this space. So if you are doing any kind of digital innovation, if you're interested in getting involved in anything like that, you should come. But you should also come if you're in a field of work that's implicated. So if I'm here saying this is about service delivery or improving governance or improving uh, transparency or improving anything around your civic activism agenda, then you should come because you should probably be interested about how these innovations could actually add value or perhaps create problems in the space that you're in. So I would say there are many reasons why you should attend. I think it's a space for everybody uh, across generations uh, and across whether you're a user or a creator uh, in the space. Uh, I, I really think you should want to be there. In terms of who we target specifically, so one of the things that the Civic Tech Innovation Network has uh, is a really great cumulative uh, mapping of who's who in the zoo, basically, who are the innovators out there doing interesting projects. So we have a database on our website that you're welcome to check out. Uh, we would certainly be inviting all of those innovators uh, and organizations that are active in civic tech across Africa. Uh, they're into, I think, uh, close to 200 now. Melissa can tell you better. It's her baby. Um, but uh, we would certainly be inviting them. We'll be inviting people who participated in our previous events. And those would be a combination of innovators and just people who are interested. There'll be funders who are interested in uh, funding in the space, either philanthropic funders or people who are uh, using and appointing and contracting in uh, different kinds of uh, innovators. Um, there'll be some academics, there'll be scholars who are just studying this space. Uh, it's a very understudied space, especially in Africa. So we would imagine that there'll be some of that as well. So expect to see a bit of everybody. But if you have any curiosity at all about how tech could be changing your community, this will be the place to be. And I just want to add that, I mean, I, I'm sure there are people who aren't practicing in, in the civic tech space who are not interested at all. I'm sure they can, they can also attend just to stimulate their interest, uh, I, I suppose, uh, Keshi. Uh, well, if they're not interested at all in their community or in technology, it might be difficult to stimulate their interest. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I suppose it's just to know, like, you know, across the continent, there are so many people doing so, 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 so much great work. I mean, even if you're not interested in technology itself, but you're interested in people doing uh, change in their communities. And uh, there's so many projects that are going to be featuring, especially in the exhibitions that Melissa was talking about. I'm sure that will be something worth knowing, especially if you're in, in Kenya or wherever, and, and you want to know what's happening in your country. That's something you should know. 
this isn't a conference for people who are technophiles so that we can all go there and celebrate the wonders yeah. of technology and have a very technical conversation together. That's really not what this conference is about. Mm-hmm. There will be spaces, we hope, for those who want to do that and people can network uh, if they want to, you know, sort of just geek out completely. There should be space for that. Yes. However, if you are a person involved in any form of public interest, sort of civic activism work in Africa right now, whether or not you have yet made the connection between that and these texts you hear about, whether you hear about AI or open data or machine learning, whatever, blah, blah, you hear about out there, and you may not care about. But if you are involved in any form of civic activism and work in Africa right now, I think you need to come and just see what's happening at this conference, mm. just because even if not, you know, you might leave feeling that, okay, none of this is really going to help you in what you're doing. And that's probably fine. But I suspect, I suspect you'll get some hints at how, whether it's how the tech is, like I said, maybe contributing to the problem in your space, or perhaps how the tech could create some greater efficiency around something you're trying to do, whether it's administratively or substantively, Uh, but maybe also some transformative ideas from how people are tackling similar issues elsewhere, leveraging some of what tech is making possible now that may not have been possible 10 years ago. So I have been and worked in the NGO space for many years, uh, long before some of you were born. But the point is, organizing today, I mean, the aspects of it that we may like to say was just like organizing 20 years ago, but there are also aspects of it that really aren't. And so we can't stick our heads in the ground and just act like we are in 1980. We're not in 1980. Uh, we're in 2021. Come and figure out what 2021 might mean and might offer for your activism. Yeah, awesome. So if you're interested in anything civic or innovation or both or anything, or if you just heard about civic tech today, come, we will, this is the space for you to learn what it is about. Do you think this kind of conference will help people understand what civic tech is? Or is this a space to learn what is civic tech in Africa? Because the term itself, it can be exclusionary or inclusionary. There's so many problems around it, the term itself the definition or both when it comes to civic tech. So maybe this conference is the right place if someone has just heard about civic tech. So I I want to answer this question, Melissa, in two ways. I think the easy and most direct answer is yes. If you don't know anything about the civic tech you're hearing about, I'm sure that attending the conference, uh, you'll be able to garner some of that. We'll be able to direct you to resources as well. So yes, come if you want to understand what this thing you're hearing about is. But I think for me, the more important answer to your seemingly simple question is come to define civic tech. I don't think as Africa, we have the time nor the luxury to sit around just trying to uh, uh, fit into a box called civic tech that's been crafted somewhere that we don't even know where it came from. So this isn't an exercise in us trying to conform to a theory of civic tech. This is about us trying to do what is needed in our environment in our context, with what we have, with what we can garner, with our creativity. So yes, come to understand civic tech, but better still, come to define civic tech. I think that will be a wonderful reason to come to the conference, and I think that's what we need more of. That's DIY Africa. That is DIY Africa. Nati? Right. Uh, so I, I know that this is a very multifaceted conference. Uh, can you tell us about some of the, the facets and, and some of the themes um, and ideas we'll be looking at this conference and why it's important to cover Uh, all these themes uh, at the conference. Yeah, thanks, Nati. So obviously with a conference like this, there's a lot of ground one is tempted to cover and uh, and, uh, probably over a cup of coffee or something stronger. 
we can go into uh, the details of the, you know, the many things one thinks about and tries to negotiate through when you're just looking at one week, right? And what you can cover in one week that's interesting, uh, that's current, because we're also trying to keep people at the front of things. Um, but also that's not exhausting. I think everybody's so sick and tired of being on Zoom and Teams and jeans and hangouts all the time, right? So that was a big negotiation. We had to make choices. Uh, but I think we'd come up with a nice mix where we will be addressing what I would call some foundational or some fundamental issues. And so for me, those would be issues like talking about financing and sustainability and civic tech, which is a really important issue for many people in this space, just because, you know, if you're a young innovator, you have the ideas, the energy, maybe you're using some tech, maybe you get some access to an opportunity and you, and you begin something, sustaining it, especially if you're not uh, perhaps inclined to to do it as a business because not everybody wants to run a commercial enterprise, right? So even though there is a space of social uh, enterprise, not everybody's inclined that way. So not everybody's trying to join the startup scene. Some people are trying to do something that feels more not for profitish, right? And funding models aren't always there. So for me, that's foundational. How can you afford and sustain and develop uh, an approach to your innovation that's appropriate for what you're trying to do? That's something within your value system and that can actually work. So that's an important conversation to have. And that's the conversation we want to have both between people who are innovators, but also between people who are donors, because they're people who fund in this space, who perhaps also need to begin to understand and grapple with some issues about how to be more creative. We'll also talk about the community of practice itself. How do you learn from each other? How do you accelerate your capacity and your access to the knowledge and the info and the networks you need to do what you're trying to do? So those I would call foundational things. But we're also trying to hit some of the thematics. So we're hoping to have a session that showcases, not hoping, we are going to have a session that showcases uh, anti-corruption tools, for example, and interesting work in that space. We've got people like change.org, who uh, I have been a big fan of for many years, who are going to come and talk about uh, some of the uh, work they've been doing in the digital space and how they've leveraged that for what they're doing. Uh, we are going to have sessions that look at uh, a wide range of DIY methods and approaches. So as we're using this term DIY, well, who are some of the people who actually are trying to do these things and what exactly have they been doing? Uh, we'll have a session, you know, everybody's really concerned about, you know, digital rights and privacy and security these days, right? So that's another big buzz area where we're not sure what we're supposed to be scared of, but we hear there's something out there that's eating our data. You know, uh, there'll be a session where we can learn a little bit more about, you know, digital rights uh, and civic tech. So we've tried to mix some of the really current important themes that might be concerning Africa and Africans, uh, uh, along with what I'm calling some of those foundational issues. I shouldn't forget my own pet topic, of course, which is the urban one. So, you know, again, urbanization in Africa is a big deal. Cities are growing. We hear about smart cities like their medicine. Uh, so we'll have a session that talks about that as well and how uh, different cities are using digital innovation but also what their stories are in trying to do that. You know, what are the struggles of trying to use urban uh, digital innovations um, uh, looking at a few different countries? So, so that's what we're trying to do is to offer this kind of rich mix. Uh, so when you call it multifaceted, it's very much that. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, there's a whole other layer I'm not even talking about, which is the journalism and media side, uh, which our colleagues from Jam Lab will be can you talk about the fact that there'll be music as well? Like I, I <laughs> and that's my favorite part. You know, my most favorite part is like the fact that there'll be a there'll be Pilani Boo Boo there. Come for the music at least. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you know we uh, we are. Let me say we, we creatives. I'll add myself into the category. Yes. Uh, we're never just about one thing, are we? I mean, so if you're creative, then you're somebody who's 
finds inspiration in many different things. And I've a long, for a long time been a very strong proponent of you can learn from everywhere and you learn from your whole self. And so if you are like me and you're inspired through music and dance and, and all of that, and you can't not be if you're African, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so we've got Stewe Moya coming through with an amazing performer, Kilani Bubu, who we first interacted with during the Urban Festival last year, makes a comeback by popular demand. Uh, and we're really looking forward to having them as part of our program. Uh, we've also uh, a new addition to our otherwise you know, formal program um, is uh, Beads of Transformation will be joining us to have uh, a session, just you know, 15 minutes each day just for each of us, again, to be able to be there as our whole selves. Mm. All of us have been through a year and a half of COVID and may- maybe many more years of all kinds of struggles and troubles that we bring into the work we do. Uh, and so we'll be having the amazing Hawa Bibi Khan work with us on just our consciousness and how uh, who we are matters. This isn't just about technology. This is also about us. Uh, and so just a, a short session every day, just inviting people to be able to arrive fully and to acknowledge uh, this pain that so many of us are suffering right now uh, and how we sort of harness that into our creativity. We'll be talking to some of the of the speakers uh, at the conference uh, throughout for other episodes of this podcast. So uh, our listeners, please pay attention to, to some of the podcasts we're going to be, uh, episodes we're going to be putting out. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, the sound speakers, of course, not all of them, because uh, there are so many. Right, we're going to be covering some of the uh, of the events uh, for CTIF. Now, in closing the episode, I I know there are some people, there are some listeners here who are listening to the podcast who are starting out in in the innovation journey. Keshi, okay, as somebody who has been around and uh, has you know has has witnessed inno- innovators and who's probably an innovator herself, would you do you have some words of wisdom to share with our young innovators uh, who are listening? Uh, I, I don't know if I have words of wisdom, but if I had to say a few things to young people today, uh, especially in the spirit of this conference, I think it would be to say, you know, some years back, I used to hear people talking about young people needing a seat at the table and young people needing to be brought into things. Uh, we need to go and listen to young people. So this idea trying to create space for young people. I think for young people, I think for innovators anywhere in Africa, like I said earlier, this is the time that we create. This is not the time that we wait to be given. This is the time where we stand up and say, uh, with whatever capacities, whatever capabilities we have, we can do something and you don't have to wait to be granted the space or the permission to do that. Let's understand that DIY means that we are part of a creative process. Uh, Whether you do something or do nothing, that's a choice. Use your agency, use your voice, use your power. If you don't know how, come to the conference and try and fish for some ideas. If you do know how, come and share your ideas. Uh, I think there's nothing greater than uh, the collective sometimes. You know, you put out ideas and people help to grow them. People help to make them real. Uh, But to do that, uh, you have to stand up in the first place and participate. So, So use the space, take the space, don't wait for it. I agree. So come learn, come share. Come dance to our music. <laughs> There's something for everyone, basically. Whether you're interested in digital rights, civic innovation, urban innovation, everything. Just come. We will have something for you. Thank you so much for your time. To find more information about the Civic Tech Innovation Forum, please visit civictech.africa or jamlab.africa and register for a session of your choice. Stay with us for part two of the podcast. We'll be back shortly.
Welcome back to part two of our podcast. Here are some events and opportunities that our innovative listeners uh, may want to pay attention to. Uh, as you would have heard in our conversation with Geshi earlier, the Civic Tech Innovation Network, in collaboration with Jam Lab, will be hosting the Civic Tech Innovation Forum and Jam Fest, respectively, this September. The conferences are happening from the 13th to 17th of September, and it will all be happening on Wolva. Uh, Wolva is an event hosting application. Please go download it today, and don't forget to join CTRN and Jam Lab for what promises to be an amazing conference. See the episode description for more details. Do follow us on our social media platforms for more opportunities and resources for innovators. And that's how we end part two. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. I'm going to leave you with a thought. Uh, something to live by for the rest of the week. The best way to predict the future is to create it. That concludes this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast. And please see the episode description for all the places you can follow and engage with the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Until next time, goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets.